I feel like understanding God is God's responsibility in our lives. I agree. Because no matter how much we study, no matter how many sermons we hear, no matter how many podcasts we listen to, we're never going to get it right. No. Mm -mm. It's like a three-year-old trying to understand calculus, except a million times more complicated. Yeah. So I think that what God values is not correctness, but humility. Yeah. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. Thanks for being with us. We are going to revisit some of the content from Ladies Night Out back last fall. I didn't get to be there because I was sick. So what you are hearing today is what I would have said some of it (laughs) had I been there. (laughs) So you actually get to still hear it first. And what we are going to talk about today is the lies our hearts believe and the truth that sets us free. And I think this struggle goes all the way back to Eden, where the enemy got Eve with one phrase, did God really say? And I think today all of us still have a signature lie that we struggle with. We just end that sentence differently. Did God really say you're enough? Did God really say you have what it takes? Did God really say you can be fully loved as you are? So we're going to explore some of those signature lies, have a confession question where we share ours and go deeper into that topic. Yeah. So here's our confession question for today. Uh, How would you finish this sentence? Did God really say, and then fill in the blank. My mind immediately goes to, um, and this is what I, the pressure that I put on myself that is not coming from the Lord, actually from the enemy, that if I don't handle everything perfectly, if I don't do everything right, that I will not be loved, Mm. you know, and that, you know, I'm going to suffer because of it. And I know that that's not true, but that is where the performance side of us thinks that we've got to get every single thing right or else, Mm. you know, our world is going to just crumble. Yeah. So did God really say, I can be loved even if I'm imperfect? Yes. Yeah. So like that I'm loved because I'm his child. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. What about you, Suze? You know, I'm, I'm really thinking about this. I think that if we look at our world right now, there's a lot of these questions. Yeah. Did God really say? And it's on the negative part. So looking at this from the positive is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Did God really say, I see you and I love you as you are? Yeah. Come as you are. Did God really say that? Yeah. Because honestly, we're saying there's a lot of things that you have to do and be to be a believer or a Christian. And I don't find that to be scriptural. Yeah. I really don't. So I I feel like that's pervading kind of faith and distorting it right now and it's easy to get sucked into that and feel like that that's somehow jesus and i don't think it is yeah i even think like a big one can be 
to go even um, deeper on that is that did God really say that I can be forgiven if I ask for it, you know, and that I don't have to beat myself up because I'm forgiven because of his sacrifice, not because of what I have to do to clean things up or make things easier, but because of his, the finished work on the cross that he paid for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think related to your two talks, be, did God really say you don't have to do this on your own? Or did mm-hmm. God really say it's not all on you? The Suze you shared about, it's not all on you. And I Jennifer, did. yours was, did God really say you're not always going to feel this way? Because mm-hmm, right. yours was, you are always going to feel this yeah. way. That's the struggle. Right. And I think for me, did God really say you're enough is mm-hmm. probably one I wrestle with a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and so again, I, I've been watching these shows about the history of faith, which is both beautiful and sometimes it really is hard. Because what I see over and over again, and I may be taking this conversation in a whole different route, but what I see over and over again is people saying on the other side of religious leaders or authorities saying, did God really say that? Like, Do I really have to do that to be loved by God? Do I really have to do that? To be accepted, and that's in the negative connotation. And the truth that meets that is, what did God really say? What does Scripture really say? You know? So watching these shows have helped me to understand, not just them, I'm looking at my own heart, how do I distort faith for myself? What have I come to believe about faith that is really not even true? It might have a, a, a half-truth buried in there somewhere that's been distorted, but what is true and what is not? Yeah, and you know, when I have moments where I wrestle with that, the prayer I pray, which I found myself praying a lot, is, God, I am human. I am limited. I can't know everything about who you are. Help me love you more for who you are and not who I want you to be. Yeah. and. You know, I feel like understanding God is God's responsibility in our lives. I agree. Because no matter how much we study, no matter how many sermons we hear, no matter how many podcasts we listen to, we're never going to get it right. No. Mm -mm. It's like a three-year-old trying to understand calculus, except a million times more complicated. Yeah. So I think that what God values is not correctness, but humility. Yeah. So if we just say, I know I'm getting it wrong. My intent is to get it right. (laughs) Help me love you as you are and not as I want you to be or as others are telling me you are. Mm -hmm. I think that posture of heart is enough Mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did, because Mm -hmm. we have someone who did make it right for us. Without Jesus, that wouldn't be the case. We'd all be stuck trying to be perfect and understand everything perfectly. But I think part of grace is knowing we're all going to have our minds blown when we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all going to be like, I did not see that coming. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, I did not know that. And I think, I, yeah, I think God delights in revealing more of who he truly is to mm-hmm. us. And our role is simply to be open to that. And that is a place I find peace. when. I feel like I have to figure it all out. Yeah. I've I've been looking in the the word lately 
instead of uh, looking at what people say, I ground myself by looking at what Jesus said. Yeah. So I've I've really been kind of in a just a personal study lately, and there's some of the things that Jesus said are just beautiful. So there's this point to where the disciples are. They Jesus has told them something, and they're not clear on it, and so. They're over there in like a little huddle and they're like, did Jesus really say that? Did, what does he mean? Like, how does, what does this mean for us? And Jesus walks over to them. This is in John 16. And he says, Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? And I love that because I'm sitting there thinking, okay, number one, he didn't rebuke them for not understanding. And number two, he inserted himself into the conversation with them and said, okay, guys, are you asking yourselves this? Are, are you not sure yet? And what I, I came out of that with is Jesus wants to make things clear for us. Like he really did. He's patient with us. He was patient with them. He explained it again to them. And then he made a promise to them. And he said, listen, guys, the reason I got to get out of here is when I leave, there's going to be a helper come and he's going to live in you and he's going to help you know what is true and what is not. And so I take a lot of comfort from that is that when I get in that place and I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, they're saying this, they're saying that. And what I feel in that moment is stop. And I'm just being very vulnerable and honest with you. Like, do you see how you're confusing people? You're mixing Jesus with stuff that doesn't look like Jesus at all, putting burdens on people, making it so hard to get to him. Could we just show him who Jesus is? It's not all on me. There's this lie (laughs) that I have to take Mm -hmm. in at that moment. It's not all on me. But I also take such comfort in the fact that I can go to Jesus and say, Father, could you help me know what is true? Like, I'm hearing all these voices. Could you make this clear for me? And he's like, did you know what I'm, do you know what I'm asking of you, Suze? Do you know, do, can I, can I share with you just a little bit more so that you can get it? And the Holy Spirit lives in you and he knows the heart of the father over you. And, and that brings me comfort. And I, and I feel like I'm rambling, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Hey, friends, today we're talking about did God say, and that's a question that many of us wrestle with. Sometimes it's hard to know what is true, what is a half truth, or what is a lie. I'd love to share a resource with you. It's my book, The Spirit-Led Heart, Living a Life of Love and Faith Without Borders. Thank goodness we were promised that we have a helper and the helper, the Holy Spirit, One of the things that he does is show us what is truth. And so this book has a resource in a chapter that helps you discern what is true, to ask those hard questions and to settle in the presence of God as he speaks truth over your heart and over your life. Now back to our conversation. It makes me think of... Paul, too, where he wrote to one of the churches who was having a lot of debate about a lot of things not that different from now. Yeah. And he said, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Christ Jesus and him crucified. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think at the end of the day, like that is the place we can go back to. Mm-hmm. Like we're allowed to say, I don't know, but I know Jesus. Yeah. Right. And that is enough. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the answer to that question. Did God mm-hmm. really say, you know, yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he said yes through Jesus. He yeah. said, yes, I am loved through Jesus. He yeah. said, yes, yeah. I am enough through Jesus. He yeah. said, yes, I am forgiven through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the response when our hearts hear accusations. It's yeah. always Jesus. Yeah. Well, and if you look at Jesus' words, like I said, I'm in the study of Jesus said, and I'm doing this just for Susie alone. You know, I'm just that so many times Nicodemus met him in, under the cover of darkness because he was afraid, mm. you know, afraid of what people would think. And Jesus met him under the cover of darkness, right where he needed to be. And he said, he responded to him. He let him have curious questions. And another part where Jesus said is where somebody might come to him and say, you know, I've always believed this way. And Jesus said to them, you know, I am the truth. I am the light. I am the way. And he began to share with them a a new way to look at things. And I feel like that that's where the renewing of our mind comes. Uh-huh. is where we understand that it's safe to go to Jesus and ask him, mm-hmm. well, what did you say? You know, what do yeah. you say about this? I just think that, you know, in these moments where we're asking all these questions, it's really important to just say, God, please, like, remind me, remind me what's true. You know, help me separate the lies from your truth and help me um, focus on those more than I am on the struggles. And I think that um, that's the powerful thing is when when we want to dis, disrupt that moment where we're going to spiral and really not cling to the promises of God, that we can just know um, he is so more than enough and he loves us so much and that we don't have to like keep jumping through all of the hoops that we are loved as is, as his beloved child. And I love that. That's what I just like God remind me that I'm yours. God remind me. And that's that's where I've seen things shift in my life. Yeah. Holly, as you were preparing your message for that night and you didn't get to share it and, and that's hard, what would be one takeaway that you would have wanted someone to walk out with that night after hearing your message? Yeah. I think out of all the things that God does say to us that you are fully loved. Because that answers mm-hmm. every version of that question. You know, when we're afraid we're not enough, at the root of it, we're afraid we're not fully loved. When we think it's all on us, at the root of it, we're afraid we're not fully loved. When we are thinking it's always going to hurt this way, we are telling ourselves in some way, maybe I'm not fully loved to de- enough to deserve anything better. Like, I think that walking in our belovedness changes everything else. Mm. So if there's one answer to that question, did God really say, yes, he really said you are fully loved because of what Jesus did on the cross and through his resurrection. And that would be the truth. It's the truth that's still transforming my life. And that I think for all of us is the most important answer to that question. You are fully loved today. No matter your circumstances, no matter your past, no matter what you have gone through or might be facing in the future, no matter how you fall short, your weaknesses, your strengths, your successes, your failures, you are fully loved and fully forgiven. And I think that is transformational. Yeah. 
On the other side of that, I I think about someone that I met one time, and he said to me, he said, Susie, you don't understand, God can't love me. Like, he doesn't love me. And this was somebody who who is a believer. And I I just know that someone right now is, is feeling that same way, because this person, like, they were such a good person, <laughs> like such someone I really loved and admired and still do. And I just feel like, Holly, if you could pray for that person who's saying that right now, who's saying, yeah, you know, that sounds awesome. Holly's great. Jennifer, you know, is, is great. But God can't fully love me. Yeah. I just wonder if you could pray over that person. Yeah. That I, lie has become a part of how they they mm-hmm. see themselves. Yeah. I've been that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm just now really coming out of being that person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've known Jesus a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. So, you sure. Yeah. Jesus, I thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And that means that you are the truth that each of our hearts needs to hear in every moment. And I think the biggest lie the enemy wants us to believe is that we cannot be fully loved by you. And so I declare in your name that that is not true, that you love us not because of who we are, not because of what we do, but because it is your character. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us God is love. And yes. so his love is not dependent on our efforts. It is dependent on your unchanging character that has been the same before the beginning of time that will be the same throughout all of eternity. And so God, I think that Choosing to believe that we are loved is first in a decision before it is an emotion. We don't always feel it. (laughs) Even you had moments before you went to the cross where it was a struggle to align with the heart of God for you. And you get that. You get that there are moments where your love doesn't feel real to us. And so we choose together to make the decision to believe that it is true, to say, yes, I choose to believe that God loves me fully that God forgives me fully, that nothing can change that. There has never been a moment in any time when we are not loved. There will never be a moment in all of eternity when we are not loved. And that is true because of you, because of what you did on the cross and through your resurrection. So I just pray that if someone is wrestling with the doubt that they are loved, that today that you would Make that truth real to them in an even deeper way. Just keep bringing it into their lives in conversations and what they read and what they hear and the quiet whisper of your heart to them. And I pray for all of us that we would know and trust and believe that love, your love, is not something to be earned. It is a gift to be received. And when Jesus said, it is finished, that meant that we are forever loved. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.